Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the Rested Life Conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. All right, family, without wasting much of our time tonight, we are going to be looking at our part five of Marvelous Help. Um, we, we've been looking at a series this very particular month, um, which is the month for us has been tagged our month of Marvelous Help. And so we started with a series of faith. Um, the, the first Sunday, we look at a series of faith. We look at a series of prayer. We look at fasting. Fasting was even on the two parts, which is the part one and part two. And tonight, we are going to be looking at the part five of this very particular series of Marvelous Help. One of the things that I've seen in my few days being in the kingdom and actively involved in this very particular work is the fact that no matter how much we want to get the love and the fullness of who God is, we must be able to apply by his system and his principle. Most of the time, as much as yes, he's a loving father, as much as yes, we need to understand that he wants the best for us. He wants us to live a good life. That provision must be according to his principle, his precept, his laid down rules of engagement. And so based on that, in this kingdom, everything revolved around the will of God. It revolves around the will of God. And we also need to understand that when we want to talk about the concept of the will of God tonight, because that's what we are going to be looking, the title of tonight's message, for those of you who want a title, is called Will Your Way to the Top. Literally, will your way to the top. It's as simple as that. How, to, how do we then begin to will our way to the top? What are the places we need to will? We need to look for his will that guarantees us for us to get his hand and to be visible and for our marvelous help that we demand to be in view in our lives. And so based on that, in this kingdom, we need to understand that everything revolves around the will of a king. We don't operate a democratic system where it is the people that determines what the king do. But in this system where you and I are, the kingdom system, that is a king, his name is called God. And so it, in his kingdom, there is a, uh, for lack of a better word, there is a system that operates in that kingdom that until you are able to go in the definite, what you call principle, ideology, values, and the system that governs that kingdom, you may not be able to participate of the blessing that is that very particular kingdom. For instance, I don't know about you. I agree on that because currently now we live in a days whereby some people don't believe in, believe in the king system, which means your village king. Um, we, do, we, do, we do still have it in our country. But as a particular country within the Southern Africa here, which is called it, 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 Swaziland. I've forgotten the other name. I think it's called Itequini or something like that. But Swaziland, I'm going to stay on Swaziland. Swaziland still believes on a kingly system. That no matter the benefit you want to get from the king of Swaziland, if it's not going to be according to his prescribed system, if you like, come in front of his house, shout, cry, do whatever, do -lo -lo, nothing's going to happen. Now, that is man's system because it says, the tender is available. If I, let's even look at it on the government structure. For example, you want to get the government to back you on some certain thing. You want to get the DSD, which is the, so the, the Department of Social Development. You want them to sponsor your project. You want them to sponsor your idea. You want them to store something. Do you notice that for them to sponsor you on that very particular thing, or for them in court to marvelously help you, it has to be in line with the will of what the department are looking for to sponsor. 
For instance, I work in the media, in the media industry. Um, 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 and, and my wife and I work in that very particular place. Just because our storyline is good, just because our, um, uh, what you call, we have a good cast, we have a good actors and actresses that need to come. If our storyline that we produce or the genre that we want to produce is not in line with NVXF, not in line with DTI, not in line with Gauten film, not in line with whatever film, what you call corporation that sponsors movies, do you know that the money is there, but they will not give us the money? Why? It is not in line with the will of what they want to do. And so tonight, we are going to be looking into and also begin to open our mind that maybe some of us tonight, maybe the will of God concerning your marriage is not what you are doing. There are many of us, the will of God concerning your business is not what you are doing. Some of us, the will of God is for you to be in Mabopani and you say, I don't want to be in Mabopani because I don't understand their language. I'm going to be in Soweto because Soweto is my comfort zone. And now you are trying to talk to a king to give you his veto power upon your will in Soweto, but his provision has been made available for you in Mabopani. The ability for you to fall in the will. And so based on that, we might be frustrating ourselves because we think that we can then begin to cajole God. And this is the thing I want to say here quickly as we begin to look at our, our subject in depth, which is will your way to the top. As loving as the Father is, as benevolent as he is, it has to come from the standpoint of your obedience and compliance to his instruction. It has to come from that very particular place. If you are not going to comply to his system, he says to you, do not marry that very particular person. You say you are going to marry the person. He says, okay. Because why? God, see, we serve a God that despite the fact that he wants the best for us, he will never force you to do his will. Never, never. God is too big for him to belittle himself to force you to do his stuff. No. He will let you have your will. He says in the book of Deuteronomy, he said, I left before you life and death, but I advise you. If you notice, he didn't say, I force you. He said, I advise you, choose life that you may live. But if you choose death, you will die. It's as simple as that. There are many of us that we went out of the will of God. The Bible says, be not yoked with an unbeliever. But yet, we decided to go yoke ourselves with unbelievers with a mindset of, I am going to change him. The guy I'm going to change. You know, you women, I don't understand. You guys just have a grace where even us, the man, we wonder. Because you just believe that you are omni changers. You know that the guy has given you a preview. The preview is that he smack you. It's preview. Because it's not, he didn't beat you. My wife and I, the other day, were talking about the difference between smacking, beating, and abuse. He gave you a preview. And you don't ask me what's the difference. Don't ask me. Between me and my wife, we know the difference. Don't, do not ask me. Leave me alone. Good. Uh -huh. Now, the guy gave you a preview by smacking, and you create an excuse for him. You know that God has already said, you've already seen, in fact, God, even, God may not say to you verbally, you've read it from the Bible. Thou shalt not be an equally yoke with unbelievers. You know that this guy is not born again. You know that this guy does not subscribe to the terms and conditions of your kingdom. You know that this guy does not comply to the obedience and the instructions of God. And yet you tell yourself that you want to change him. I don't know what you are drinking. Because I promise you, whatever you are drinking, it's created by the devil. It can't be God. It, it cannot. It can't. It can't. Can't. It can't. Cannot be. 
Many of us. And because of that, we find ourselves in a relationship or find ourselves in a marital covenant that now all of a sudden, two years down the line, you look like, for lack of a better word, you look like what Ukraine and Russia is busy doing now. Your life is a messed up. You cannot be able. And guess what? Because it's the will of God for you to be maritally settled, but the person you marry, it is not his will. He is going to allow you to have your way. Guess what? You may even have children. You may even put your children in the best school and stuff. But as far as your peace is concerned, because why? His veto power on that very particular part, he can't do anything. You have removed him from that very particular place. The will of God. What does he do for us? It's like you having a... I think, I think, I think I'm trying to use, use our media, our media work, because that's the only way I can do it now. It's like in our media work where we do, where the director has already said to you that this is the line for you to stay. This is the line for you to pass. Don't pass this very particular place because the camera is on the standstill. And if you leave this very particular place, the camera is not going to be able to pick you. So this is your standpoint. This is your end point. The director has given you, the cinematographers, they, they've been able to position their cameras. Even the handheld mic, the continuity guy has written everything the scriptwriter also said the same thing but guess what you now as an actor say no but what do you mean do you know that i'm an a-lister actor i can go and do whatever i want you can't tell me what not to do do you know that the first time you decide to go beyond that very particular acting space or where the director has given you the director will warn you because if the guy is if the guy is calm like my kind he was going to warn you first time after that time the second as i'm warning you first one i'm already calling somebody that i'm going to use to replace you then as I warn you the second time, the third time, will just they go. I don't care. Whether you like be A-lister or B-lister, that's your issue. Because why? From my standpoint as a director, this is where my covenant is going to cover you. He says to Abraham, he says, Abraham, leave your father's house. The blessing I want to bless you cannot be in your father's house. Imagine if Abraham says no, that I'm not going to leave. That God, what do you mean? I'm going to stay here. But as long as you are in line with the will of God, you are in line with his dictates and compliance to, to his kingdom practice and principle. The fullness of who God is, is permitted to take operation in your life. And with all that being said, let's look at Matthew chapter 6 from verse 6 to verse 9. Matthew chapter 6 verse 6 to verse 9. I'm going to be reading from the King James Version. It says then, he said, after this man, and this is Jesus was talking to the people. He was making them to understand how we need to pray. Because most of the time we pray from the standpoint, and I'm going to give you key areas. I'm not saying that is all the key, but key areas you cannot. You hear me? You those key areas you cannot not get the will of God concerning those things. Cannot, because otherwise His vector investment that guarantees your marvelously help may not be in view. And so, so but before then, let's look at Matthew chapter six from verse nine to verse eleven. He says there, he said, after this manner, Jesus was talking to the disciples. He says, you should pray. He said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Now, thy will be done in it as it is in heaven. He says, thy will be done in it as it is in heaven. Jesus understand that for God to be able to, 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 to cascade, to bring his power upon earth, to be able to change the narrative that we need to see, his will be done on earth, not your will. Many of us are forcing God's will. We are forcing our will into God's hand. We are trying to change the system. God, you know you don't understand. I stay in Jobek. The way the thing is happening in Jobek is not the way it's happening in Durban. And God is looking at you. Okay, fine. Begin to talk. 
with my all omniscience, my omni-knowing, my omni-possibility, the God that I know, the one that can remove you from a corner and put you at the top place, and you are saying no, and he's looking at you. Guess what? You may decide to start your business in Joburg here, and it says your business is in what's called is in Durban. You may make two thousand rand per month in Joburg, but as far as God's will is concerned, He wants you to make five thousand rand in Durban, but yet you say no, because why? We are not in line. The reason why I'm taking my time for me to shift your mind because many a times we pray. And we pray out of the will of God. See, there is a level you get to. One of the points I'm going to mention. There is a level you get to where you don't then pray your own prayer. You pray, Lord, what do you want me to pray? Which means you are praying according to the will. You are praying. The Bible says in the book of Romans, it says, that, it says for we know not how to pray. And so the spirit that is on our inside teaches us the will of the Father for us to pray. How do I know? I remember a few, was it a few weeks? Yeah, a few months back. Because we are going to June, May. We are in May now. Yeah, a few months back. I was on the mountaintop and I was praying. And I was trying to seek the face of God concerning something that, um, that, that we are believing God for. And as I was praying, yo, it was as if I could feel that there is a hand that is the, the prayer is not your going. It's in your block. Let me say like Nigeria, your block. I see it, it wasn't just going. I said, ah, what the hell is going on? And I chill. I said, okay. Holy Spirit, what do you want me to pray about? And literally, the moment I make that very particular prayer, in less than two minutes, I got the download of what God wanted me to pray. I began to pray at that very particular direction and stuff. And all of a sudden, heaven opened concerning some certain things that is happening currently. I'm not permitted to share it. That's why I can tell you now. But, but it's there. That is happening currently. And God said to me, seal it. Do not, don't ever preach it out. It's just for your eyes and your ears alone. Guess what? After that very particular prayer, that very particular download, based on the will, if all you are doing is to bring your will all the time to the Father, you know, I like simplifying this thing. Let's take it this way. You are owner of your company. You run your business. You have what you have budget for your CSI project. And all of a sudden, you have this very particular person who just come, and all of a sudden, the person, you know, let me say like South Africa, because I'm beginning to learn one gram, one it's funny whereby my language I'm hearing is not, it's not the ones that you guys like, but I, I think I just like those ones because help my one man para just decided to come into your company and begin to shout. No, your company sponsors media. This person is bringing telecommunication and the person keep disturbing. Let me ask you, as sweet, as nice as you are, will you bend your love for the person? But yet we want that with God. We yet we want God we want to change you know, you know so we want to change his mind. Like now I'm going to change his mind. Uh, is it not me? I know how to manipulate God. He says, Thy will be done. Jesus understand that for as far as this earth is concerned, God created this earth. There are stuff that he has put. There are indices, there are categories of things that must happen at a particular time, at a particular season. No wonder Mary understands this. When Mary, the angels appear unto Mary, Mary look at it and say, okay, fine, I may not know how this, but let your will be done. And boom, God, the angels was looking for that statement. And when Mary verbalized it, pa, all of heaven, everything that needs to protect Mary, for Mary to carry Jesus for nine months, they all went into operation. Many of us in our business, in our career, in our marriage, in our finance, whatever that we are trusting God for, because we are coming from our own will, the heaven's backing is not there. And yet we wonder, guess what? You may still be making your 2020 rant. But in the plans of God and the will for him, he wants you to make 100 rand. Remember, it's Mind Shift Thursday. And so based on that, Let's look at verse 9. It says, Thy kingdom come, 
thy will be done in earth, not on earth, which means where the will will take place. The will will take place in earth. How do I know? Second Corinthians chapter 4 from verse 7. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. He says there, he says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessel. He says that the excellency of the power may, not, may be of God, not of us. Paul was telling the church of the Corinth that the excellency of the power of God comes from him, not of us. Many of us want the power from us and God is saying, oh boy, chill. This very particular thing you want to do, it cannot happen according to your own dictate. It has to be me. But let's see. He says, but we have this treasure. What is the treasure? The Christ in you. What is the treasure? The fullness of God. He said, we have it in earthen vessel. Remember, it says in the book of Matthew chapter 9 that we are just reading currently now. I mean, Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. It says, thy will be done in earth. So, which means until God changes you, you cannot be able to, what you call, materialize his will on planet earth. Until you capture the fullness of thy kingdom come. The kingdom there talks about the totality of who God is. Talks about his agenda for your life. Talks about his game plan, his strategy that he wants to do. Thy kingdom come. Your will, Lord, of what you want to see in earth, which is me. Because after I capture it, I can be able to distribute it. Many of us want the will to happen on earth, but not in earth, which is us. We are expecting God to come and do the things by himself. We pray, Lord, can't you change what is happening in Durban? Can't you change what is happening in Nigeria? Can't you change what is happening in Sudan? Look at Ukraine and stuff. You are busy calling God, but you are not praying, Lord, let your will be done in earth, which is you first, before it begins to go out. Until you capture the kingdom, thy kingdom come, which is going to happen in earth, the you. Like it says that we have this treasure in earth and vessel. We will keep running about a circle and not get into the center of the game. A few hours ago, my wife and I were just taking the straw and just, 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 just talking and to just have some strategic plan. And I was saying to her, as much as, as, as much as I love what I was doing, I remember when I was calling to minister, I can share that because I've also adjusted and repented. <laughs> so that you know that these things we're talking about, that's how it operates. When I get into ministry, based on the fact that I was trying to, like a better word, suck up to people's expectations, I then decide to begin to, to short-circuit what God said to me, my encounter with God, when I went to seek his face, and all of a sudden, because I want to be popularly accepted, I want to fit into the game, I begin to, for lack of a better word, edit the scripture, edit the message I'm supposed to preach just to fit popular demand. Guess what? The result showed up. But because I am not in the will, I'm not in God's plan. God decided to route everything until I then capture it somewhere around the last year. Say, hey, oh boy, let me tell you the truth. I repented though. I came back to my will. And guess what? I have rest. I have peace. Whether it is two or one, whether it is 10 or 200, I am so blessed. Not stressed because why? I am now walking in the will of God. I was saying to her by the time we're walking and stuff, I said, thank God for a time as this. Because sometimes it's good to make your mistakes. So that when you come in the will of God, you know how to do it right. It's good to make mistakes. Mistake is not a crime. It's just the fact that you didn't know at that point. That's why it's called a mistake. Now, I was saying to her, I said, now that I know, let's run the race. Let's run the race. And so based on that, let's look at one man. His name is called Jeremiah. After then, I'm going to give you the key point for us to be able to look into when it comes to the will of God. Let's look at one man, his name is called Jeremiah. Um, Jeremiah, the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah chapter 1 from verse 11 and 12. 
Jeremiah chapter 1 from verse 11 and 12. It says then, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And Jeremiah said, I see an almond tree. And the Lord said unto me, Thou hast seen well, for I will hasten my word to perform. Now I want us to take this scripture again slowly. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? Let's pause there. If God was asking Jeremiah, what are you seeing? Which means God has something that he is seeing that until Jeremiah sees what he sees, he will not be able to hasten to perform. The same thing also that applies to you. When God is asking you, what are you seeing concerning your marriage? What are you seeing concerning your finance? What are you seeing concerning your ministry? If it is not what God is seeing, you will fast 440 days. You will look like a skeletal to the point that you will disappear on planet Earth and yet will hear your voice and nothing will happen. Because God will only hasten his will to perform upon your life. If Jeremiah sees something different, that last statement he says, for I will hasten my word to perform. It ain't going to happen. Because you have to be able to enter into the compliance picture. I said it to you guys several times without number. When Abraham, I mean when Adam, when God finished creating the earth and God put Adam in the garden of Eden. And when Adam was naming the animals, see Adam did not just wake up and just wake up on the wrong side of the bed and say, okay, you tiger, you are going to be called scorpion tomorrow. No. God has already put everything on his inside. If Adam called the thing lion, is it according to what God has called it? Because God needs to check that the quality guarantee product I put in this person must be able to perform according to the dictates of what we have already arranged in the spirit realm. So when Adam sees the lion and he says lion, he says good, you're correct. When he sees, um, what's it called? Mosquito, he says mosquito, he says you are sharp. When he sees cat that some of you don't like, he says you are sharp. I know those of you don't like cat. But Adam named it cat because why? He was walking with the wheel of God. Until he now shifts his position where he was now working according to his dictates. And that is what the problem we are facing to tomorrow on planet Earth. He asked Jeremiah, what seest thou? My question to you this night as we begin to look at some of the points when it comes to the will of God. What are you seeing? Are you seeing your life according to the will of God or it is your own will? I know that yes, you want to drive your Bugatti Veyron. I know that, yes, you want to be maritally settled to that Zulu guy. Have you checked from the pages of the scripture? Is this Zulu guy God wants for me? Or God wants me to marry an Ebira guy from Kogi State in Nigeria? Because you are the one who wants Zulu. What have you got say? Zulu is not your own. He said he that finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtains favor. So if you never find a bad thing, which is not according to his will, and you know what you are going to obtain. Let me not say it. What seest thou? was asked to Abraham, I mean to, to Jeremiah. What are you seeing? Is it according to the will of God or according to your own will? And the Bible that it says in the book of Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, it says concerning Jeremiah, it says, for the thoughts I know, he said, for the thoughts I think towards you is the thought of good. It says, and the thought of peace and not of evil, but to give you an expected end, which means God has a thought. God has a will. He has what he wants you to do. But have you taken out the time to sit down and check what is the will of God concerning my life? Before you get into that very particular marriage, did you ask God what is the will? Before you get him, I'm going to say this. My marriage to my wife currently, I prayed. My will was not what I got. I know it was God's will. Because my dictate of what I wrote down, well, everything come to pass except one thing. Don't ask me. 
Don't worry. It's a story that I've decided to let go. But that one thing, I look at it. Oh boy, Daliti, do you want to use this one to be away from the will of God? Or just arrange your mind? By the time I exclude that one thing, ah, I say it point blank with all to God be the glory. I've never asked my wife this question. Are you mad? Or what's wrong with you? Never. Because why? I'm in the will of God. That does not mean that we don't have challenges. We do. Let me help you. We do. But because we are in the will of God, we know why, he, why we come into this very particular marriage and we are fine. What sees down? He says, I know the thoughts I have towards you. God wants you to, God wants your business to be in Polokwani. He wants your prayer life to be this. But you are saying, no, God, it is my insurance, not your own insurance. Many of us on the my way insurance, not God's way insurance. And yet we want God insurance to be able to override our insurance. And yet we keep showing our own insurance. Chill, boy. Brother, chill. As we begin to go into the key parts that we need to look into when it comes to the will of God. Let's read this very particular few scriptures. Because I need to put some certain things on the table before we get into the key scriptures. First John chapter 5 from verse 14 and 15. First John chapter 5, 14 and 15. It says here, it says, and this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, if we ask anything, including the Porsche Cayenne Coupe Hybrid 2.2, anything, but he gives us a condition according to his will, he says he heareth us. Now my question to you, the reason why that answer is not coming, is it according to his will or you are doing your will for your life? For example, Hannah, the one we know in the book of 1 Samuel. Hannah, of course, she wanted children. But there is a God's will that is needed for the children to come. I want a prophet. Hannah, look, thank God that maybe the prophet, what's it called? I think it's Elkanah, if I remember. No, Elkanah is the husband. I'm trying to remind me of the guy, um, what's it called? Hannah's prophet. The Eli, sorry, it's Eli. Eli, Eli came, thank God, maybe that day Eli preached a service like this. And the woman sat down and looked. Eli has missed it. His children are nowhere to be found. God needs a child. I'm going to make a demand this moment. Down the will of God at this very particular is the fact that he needs a prophet. Lord, if you give me this very particular I'm going to give it to you. And guess what? The Bible says by this time next year, bah, the woman gave birth. Why? Will of God. Immediately, will of God. He says here, verse, verse 14, he says, and this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he says he's not going to think about it, but he hears us. He says, and if we know that he hears us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have our petitions that we desire of him. From this scripture, three things stands out. Number one is the fact that there is a part of confidence to approach God. He says, and this is the confidence. That this is the confidence. That this is the confidence. Number two, he says anything according to his will. Anything that is according to his will. And number three, he says, we know that he hears. We know that he hears. And so because of that tonight, as we begin to look into some of the points that guarantees us for us to be able to pull the possibility, what are these very particular possibilities? Key areas. Key areas. You need to know the will of God. As I begin to bring my thoughts to a close, few points we are going to be looking into. Key areas for us to know the will of God. But before then, let's read the scripture. Ephesians chapter 5, from verse 15 to 17. Ephesians chapter 5, 15 to 17. I'm going to be giving you key areas after then. I'll be closing the service. Ephesians 5, 15 to 17. The Bible says here, 
He says, see that ye walk circumpens- I mean, circumspently. He says, not as fool. He says, but as wise. He says, redeeming the time. He says, because the days are evil. I'm going to explain that to you later. He says, wherefore, he says, be ye not unwise, but understanding the will of the Lord. Be ye not unwise. So which means, if you are foolish, it's because you don't understand the will of God concerning your life. He says, be ye not unwise, but understanding what is the will of God. So until we get into the place of understanding the will of God, our wisdom is not in view. That the only way you can be able to route God kind of wisdom must be according to God kind of will for your life. Now let's look at it from the Amplified Version. The Amplified. Let's look at it from the Amplified. Zevrina shakafude shiarata. Let those sides go to see you, Mam and Po. You make it. I know. We are, we are all fighting. Escom, you are fighting. Delay in office. But nonetheless, I appreciate you. Let's look at it from the Amplified. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 to 17. Amplified. It says here. It says, look carefully, because I want you to see this. I'm reading from the Amplified Personalized Classic Edition. I think that's what it's called. The AMPC. Yeah. It says here. Remember, it's mind shift. So I'm trying to shift mine now so that we begin to do will of God. I'm tired. Tired of you just playing games. Let's get this thing right once and for all. Ephesians 5, 15 to 17. It says in verse 15. Amplified. Still reading the same scripture. He said, look. He said, look carefully how you walk. Listen. He says, live purposely and worthily and accurately. He says, not as the unwise or witless. He says, but as wise. What does it mean? But as wise there means sensible and intelligent people. He says, making the most of the time. He says, how do you make the most of the time? He now gives us a bracket. He says, by buying up every opportunity that showed itself. He says, because the days are evil. He says, therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish. He says, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of God is. He says, understand and firmly you grab it. You do it like Nigeria. You collect it. You hold it tight. That the will of God. There are some certain things that God is beginning to work myself and my wife and even with Platform Church. But there is one will we know. That no matter what happens. This one. You ain't going anywhere. We die here. We die here. In fact, even on that very particular way, it's quite interesting by the place God is leading us to now. Like, okay, boy. I was saying to my wife today, by the time I came out from a particular meeting, I said, if I see what I see today, <laughs> see that my laugh, I laugh now like an Ibira guy. <laughs> I ain't going. <laughs> Let me help you. Your pastor is still working this work. So that you don't think as if you are crazy. You're not crazy. There's a certain things your mind will be telling you. God, you see, I think maybe you didn't understand where you are sending me to. Because maybe because you are in heaven, if you're on earth, you understand where I'm going to. But guess what? He sees it all. He knows it all. With the whole the fear that I was calculating in my head, by the time the favor and the mercy came in, I was like, eh, okay. God, if this is how your help look like, I like it. But somewhere inside my belly, <laughs> there's that fear that is there. I close the fear. I put it. I think I remember I posted um, yesterday. I said, black, don't crack. It doesn't mean that we are not, <laughs> we don't, it doesn't mean that we don't get scared, but we know how to fry that very particular fear to our advantage. We get scared, but we understand the confidence that we have in Christ Jesus that it may not make sense. I may not go by via popular culture, popular demand, but as long as it's your will, so be it. So be it. He now says so. When he says the word there, he says, see that you walk circumspectly. 
What is he saying? Is the fact that you walk purposely. Your, your purpose, the reason why you want to target something, you this is where we are going, we go here. Nothing change our mind. No matter the idiot that will appear, whether it is some spiritual father, because we are in church now, whether it is some spiritual father that will come and tell you, no, you see, darling, God says it's this very particular road. Remember that very particular prophet in the Bible? I forgot the name of the guy now. Where this old prophet came to meet him, God already said to him that as he's going on this very particular journey, he should, not, he should not eat. Blah, blah, blah. He decided to say yes. He went on the journey, met this very particular, for lack of better words, spiritual father. The man is old in ministry compared to this young man. And all of a sudden, God said, don't eat. The man who said to him, eat, is a spiritual father that also hears God. He eats. That was his death. Because why? You decide to do your own thing. The last word you hear was who? God. So what's up with this? See, I tell people, I said, even with my work that I do now, <laughs> I have my spiritual father. Some of you know him. It's okay. If God says Timbuktu, my spiritual father come and say Timbuk one. That day I hear you. I honor you. I respect you. My loyalty is to God. Timbuk two, here we go. Straight. I did not dishonor him. I honor him by respecting his advice. Meditate on it. Come back and God still tell me Timbuk two. Boy, I don't go to Timbuk two. The way I will even carry my wife, says my wife will not even know. I'll do like what you call, I'll do like Abraham. I carry her, we go to Timbuk two when we get there. And they ask me, is she your sister? Yes. As long as we're in Timbuk two. That's all that is because why? That's the will of God. There are many of you, people have changed the will of God for you simply because you are trying to adjust to popular culture. He says, walk purposely. He says, walk worthily and walk accurately. Now he now talks about redeeming the time. See, we are living at end time. Oh, let me say this so that it helps all of us. This is end time. Uh, the book is about to close. I feel as if this is what the Spirit is telling me. We are in Revelation. The book is about to close. Time, no day. Let me say like Nigeria. Time, no day. Time, don't finish. All this one you are trying to do, try your luck. Oh boy. There are some of you, God, as I'm even saying it now, I don't know who this belongs to. God is saying, quit the business. I mean, quit that company, that job you are doing and start the business. You are like, no, God, you don't understand. The economic, the economic President Ramaphosa is not giving us the English we want to hear. And they just says now that Doban has, you are calculating it and God is looking at you. And don't worry. And you are crying why promotion is not coming. Start the business. That's where your promotion. If you like, go and study and get MD. You know what's the name of those certificates? HND, Masters, PhD, and all those DDs that you all them all, all them collect for promotion in that company. It ain't gonna happen. Because that's not his will. He now says redeeming the time. What does it mean? Buying up opportunities. God, any man that fall in the will of God, you buy opportunities. God just begin to bring things to. Haven't you seen the life of Jesus? That everything that Jesus decides to put his hand to do, as long as he's on the wheel, heaven is committed to respond to him. Co committed. 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 Guess what? Even with Abraham, as long as Abraham was in the will of God, for you to even understand how Abraham is even more dodgy, or more scary, because if I say dodgy now, you're like, okay, more scary. Leave your father's house unto a place I will tell you. God did not give Abraham where to go to. I will tell you where you are going. And the guy in our modern day, with our feelings and emotion, Mumuli, carry his bag, carry his wife, even carry his, um, what's called, his brother's son. And they were going. Had no destination in mind. But he follows. Guess what? You notice, there was never a time that was written in the Bible that Abraham begged for water or bread. Why? He was in the will of God. Without being said tonight, what are the key areas? 
Now we know to trust God for us to stay. Curious concerning the will of the Father. Curious where you need to know the will of God. You see that point? That those curious, other areas are very important. Other areas are very important, but according to the leadings and what the Holy Spirit gave me, these are the key areas that we need. I guess it's because of the problem that we currently have in this our end time. And so by the time I'm going to be explaining these key areas, you'll see reason why. And so number one, what are the key areas? It's the fact that you need to know the will of God concerning your callings. Number one, concerning your callings. What has God called you? What when you were praying at the top of the mountain, seeking his face, what is the will that he calls you? He called you for a particular specific journey. He was very deliberate. He called you at that place. What is the will concerning your call? One of the things there is the fact that I get to understand with this very particular calling because I've also made a mistake. And so fear not. I made a mistake. I've repented. And now I know. And so because of that, I operate on that very particular understanding that I am called as an apostle with a mandate of rest operating from my prophetic office using the teaching gift to make you enter into rest. I'll repeat it again. I am called as an apostle with a mandate of rest operating from the prophetic office using the teaching gift to help us all enter into rest. So I know my apostolic office come first no matter what anybody wants to tell me now, I hear you. I don't argue. I remember, I think, I think it was my birthday. Yeah, it was my birthday. I was praying in the morning. And after the Lord has actually confirmed that, several times I don't know, not just me alone, with other men of God and some of my covenant brothers and, and peers, they've, they've said it. Man of God. I think I remember one time my wife even asked me, see, babe, I think the problem is the fact that I'm trying not to look as if I'm pursuing titles. That's why if you notice still yet, I still use... For those of you who see my poster, I still use Darlington Stephen. There is that you don't see apostle and stuff. But between me and God, I've entered in there. That's why I do what I do. And that's why I pull what I pull off. And the kind of people that come to me now. See, honestly, the kind of people that come to me now is different from people that come to me then when I was thinking, and I'm just a pastor or a teacher. Because if you ask me, I literally want to be a teacher. Literally. I just feel like teaching. Because I don't want to be a consultant. I use the word prophet as a consultant. Because we live in a days and time now where if you moment to just say, um, your pants is black. Or, or, or there is a tree in your village. People start shouting, go deeper. No, 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 no. If I want to go deeper, you must give me transport to go down there so that in case if there is no public transport, I can take Uber back. So you ain't taking me go deeper on anything without the transport. It ain't happening. And so because of that, I never wanted to. I remember I was sharing with my, with my wife, I think, the other day. I was making her to understand the reason why somehow I feel like, no, I think no, I was sharing with my friend. I was saying to him, I said, see, the reason why Sometimes this very particular prophetic, I just want to be quiet about it. It's because it's becoming a merchandise and I don't want that. Not that I'm not going to operate in it, but I don't want to make that a forefront. That's why you will never see me. For those of you who knows me generally, I'll never come and start telling you that your bank account is this, this, this. Your car is as if you don't know your car. You know your car. You know where you wake up. You know where you sleep. You know your mother's name. You know your father's name. I call your phone number. You, don't you know your number? So what is unique about it? Every of the prophet, and this is where I come in as my prophetic office. Every of the prophet you meet, by deliberate intention, when you come meet them, your life change. If you are going to look for your father's, what you call, donkey that is lost, when you meet a genuine prophet, he will navigate you to become the king of the land. Simple. That's my belief. Every genuine prophet, when, Samuel, when David encountered prophet Samuel, a boy by the backside of life, 
when he finished his encounter with him, catapult him. The wisdom on how to fight Goliath landed. Now that's what I believe. That's what I know. I have no time for me to show Those of you who want me to tell your phone number, you ain't going to come out of my mouth. Those of you who want me to tell you your mother's name, it's not going to happen. Those of you who want to tell me, those of you who want me to even tell you what you've done in your past. What business with me with your past? You are born again. Christ has saved you free. He has redeemed you from the cause of the law. You are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My business is where are you now? Let's move forward. I have no time. I'm redeeming the time. Why am I saying this? When you don't understand your calling, you will operate on every other calling that is not needed. That's why you see some people, one morning they are prophet, next minute they have the afternoon they are pastor, in the evening they are evangelist, in the following day again they are teachers, the other day again they tell you now I'm a motivational speaker. Before you know what is going on, they go get a doctorate degree, they come back, they tell you I'm a doctor or I'm a coach. And you're wondering, oh boy, so which one are you? Know your call. Stay in your call. How do I know? First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 1. I'm going to give you a few scriptures about Paul the Apostle. And I'm also going to share a story about Kenneth Hagin. Of a book I read of recent. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1. He says that Paul, the Bible says, Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus. He says, through the will of God. His calling as an apostle is based on the will of God, not based on the approval of men. Men only just, for lack of a better word, commemorate and celebrate what God had ordained. It is not up to man, it is up to God. I've seen men in my few days of being in ministry. I, I read though. I've seen men, uh, Motiko, the likes of Bishop Doug Howard Mill, yeah, Bishop Doug. I remember when he started his ministry. Nobody wanted to accept him. Nobody wants, but yet he went and do his stuff. Now, the people, the fathers who did not want to recognize him, the fathers are the ones now calling him to be able to be a partaker of him. Some of the fathers are even his sons. I mean, what's called? Are even his um, spiritual son now. Is he spiritual son? No, he is the spiritual son to those fathers. Yes. But when he started, they, they ignored him. But guess what? He wasn't confused. I am called. And he entered into his apostolic office. And boom, look at what we are seeing. Paul was making us to understand. He says, Paul, to be an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, according to his will. What is the will of God concerning your calling? There are some of you right now, maybe this message is for you. You need to know, are you called to be a teacher? Are you called to be an apostle? Are you called to be a prophet? Are you called to be an evangelist? Whatever your calling is, guy, let me say it to you, friends, family, loved ones, uncle, auntie, father, grandfather, whichever one, enter your call. Do you know how I know? When you enter into the space of your calling, the provision that is needed becomes your reality. Literally becomes your reality. Sometimes there are some certain struggles we struggle is simply because we're not in our call. How do I know? Kenneth Hagin, um, I read a book called I Believe in a Vision. Kenneth Hagin was explaining, I think he was, he was in church, and so he broke his, his, I think he broke his hand or his neck or something, that is his hand or his leg. And so while he was at the hospital, he was at the hospital there on that very particular book, and, and, and that, that very particular message blessed me. He was at the hospital there, and, and the angels of the Lord appeared to him and, and said to him, uh, you'll die. And he was like, why? He says, I overheard you saying that, you are not called to be an apostle, that you are called to be first a teacher before a prophet. So because he believes in the teaching ministry, I'm like that. I think when I saw that, I actually repented also. I'm like, oh, shame. We are plenty. He believes in teaching. He just want to teach people so that you can, you can enter into this resting quickly. He believed in the teaching ministry. And the angel said to him, he said, see, if you do not enter into your office, the provision that guarantees you long life 
power, prosperity, working in divine order of God, ability for you to, to navigate heavenly mystery and download possibilities cannot come to you because you are out of the will. And literally by the time he agreed on that part to become what God has called him first, heaven called him prophet, called him apostle, he says, no, I'm teacher. The teachers, see, <laughs> every office you occupy comes with its own jurisdiction and what covers it. Let me repeat it again. Every office in this callings that we do comes with the backing. For instance, I like making it simple. Do you know that the backings that governs the president, the president of South Africa, is a total security backings that governs that of the premier of Kauteng? Total. Total. Now, the premier of Kauteng, what governs the premier of Kauteng and the provision that he has, including his salary, is totally different from the MSC of Works and Housing. Is totally different from the local government chairman. Totally different from the ward councillor. Because why? Every office you occupy, there is a jurisdiction. That is what that office comes with. Many of us. I'm saying it because I'm one of them. Was one of them. Was. We are trying to, you know, let's suspend you. Let people not say. Let them say. Did God call you? I mean, did God call you? Yes. When God called you, you know what he called you for? Yes. When the phone rings, you pick it and you hear his voice. Yes. And he told you this. He said, yes. We will run your race. You will give account on the last day. You can't come and say one bishop, X, Y, Z, says no, pastor. And God will look at you. Is it me that call you the bishop? So please and please, understand that you cannot reverse your calling. It is dangerous for you to reverse your calling. Point number two. Where do we need to begin to pray for the will of God? Number two, concerning your travels or your journey concerning your travels or your journey there are many of us we have journeyed to places that god did not send us to we have traveled to places under the name of looking for greener pasture we have traveled to places under the name of looking for opportunities if you think i'm lying go and ask naomi's husband at least he's in the grave go and ask him nobody asked him to go to the land where he went to he went there he killed he killed everything, including his future. He killed his future. Because why? He never asked the will of God concerning his journey. The Bible says concerning Abraham, his son, I mean Isaac, that there was a particular point that was famine in the land. And Isaac, you think that Isaac doesn't have sense? He has common sense. He knows that, oh boy, Egypt gets things they blow for Egypt now. Indirectly, things are working there. Let me go. But the Bible says Isaac took time, asked the Lord, Father, should I go? And God said to him, stay in that land. And so there. Funny enough, I think he wanted to go to his father's house. And God said to him, so there in that Egypt. And he saw in Egypt, in the place where there was famine, he reaped. For Abraham, he asked him, leave. For Isaac, he said to him, stay. Your, prop, your own part is to play. Lord, concerning this journey, are you part of it or are you not part of it? I remember very well by the period that I wanted to, and I'm saying this as a journey experience. I think it was 2018. Yes, 2018. That was the period I met my wife. I've already packed my bag. I'm gone. <laughs> Some of us are here because God says still. <laughs> I'm gone. In fact, when I met my wife, we were planning our marriage and stuff, but I was still planning my business. <laughs> you know, sometimes some of us say, I don't just know why this woman loved me. I don't know, honestly. Because there are indices for her to look at me. I'm like, guy, what's your issue now? And she was chill. She was just looking at me. And guess what? She was even joining. <laughs> I just love you, baby, wherever you are. You're, I just love you. It's okay. She was even agreeing, okay, no, since this is your part, this is your part, this is your part. <laughs> I remember one of the nights, I prayed. And God said to me, son, 
If you pack your bag and you go. So yes. Just consider your ministry down, number one. Number two, find yourself entering into depression. I kept quiet. I didn't say nothing to my wife. I just killed the idea. Bah! I killed the idea myself. Kill it dead. Everything I did that country waste. Guess what? You know, see, sometimes many of us are looking to go into journey to sponsor when God has already given you a free flight and a free journey to get to where you go. Haven't you noticed that most times where you spend things the most is where God did not call you to actually function into. Where you spend things in your journey of life is not where God called you into. How do I know? Let's look at Jonah. There was a free flight to Nineveh, but he paid his transport to Tarshish. And when the time was ripe, at the middle of the sea, that free submarine came. It was what I call underground submarine enter. And it took him straight to Nineveh, free of charge. When you are in the will of God concerning a journey, you don't pay for it. He pays for you. Because he knows that I sent you there. He brings all the resources and governs everything to guarantee that your journey is smooth. As a believer, you cannot travel to where you want to travel. You must go to the places where you want, where God wants you to get to. It is dangerous to be outside of the will of God concerning the location you go to. If he sent you to something, stop trying to look at Abuja. If he sent you to California, stop looking at Kumasi. And if he sent you to Soweto, don't say because Soweto is too dark and you want to be at what you call stay city. You will be so shocked that you will pay renter that will put depression on you. Concerning your travels and your location. Two scripture we are going to look before I get to my point number three. Romans chapter one from verse nine and ten. I want you to see how Paul the apostle was operating. No wonder the only time he went out of the will is what causes his problem. But all the time, he's always seeking the will of God. Romans chapter 1 from verse 9 and 10. Romans 1, 9 and 10, it says here, For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son. He says that without ceasing, I make mention of you in my prayers. Making request, he says, if by any means now, at length, I might have prosperous journey by the will of God to come to you. He is saying that I'm making requests and God has not granted his request for him to come to you because it has to be by the will of God. Many of us are entering into journey that is causing us our life. Journey that has killed our family. Journey that has killed our life. See, for me, I tell people, I say, see, I can't just wake up. When I was single, I can just wake up and just rock up like Escom. Now Escom will just ride, take it like by five o'clock. They take it. They don't consider us that. They don't even know that we are cooking or not. Pa, they just take it. I can't do that. I'm not Escom. I can't be throwing low shedding game anymore. Father, I get wife. Where are you telling us to? If you know you are not going to go with me, don't send me there. And if he says, Darlington, don't go. I don't care whether it is Pope John Paul. I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to sit. If me and my wife are going to drink Gary, we'll drink Gary in pride and humility. Enjoy our life. Jeje, than for me to go to another place and go and bury my destiny and make my wife either a widow or I come back as a. Let me not say that part. Please swear. Romans chapter 15, verse 30 and 30 to 32. Final scripture, Romans 15, 30 to 32. It says here, Now I beseech you, brethren, for the, Lord, for the Lord's Christ's sake, it says, and for the love of the Spirit, that you strive to be with me in your prayers to God for me. Now he's saying in verse 31, that I may be delivered from, that, from, delivered from them that do not believe in Judea, that my service which I have for Jerusalem may be accepted of the saints. Verse 32, that I may come to you 
I may journey to you with joy by the will of God and be refreshed with you. That I may journey, I may not, I will, I may, not I will, I may. Because why? It is still according to the will of God. Concerning the journey of your life, I know some of you think that because everything is from abroad, you think that is above. Not everything that is abroad is above. I have seen people who went abroad and all of a sudden they brought their casket back to their family's house. I am grateful that I'm a privileged one. That as I went abroad, I'm still abroad there. Consult God. I know that some of you, some of you maybe this thing, God, I want to relocate from something to, 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 yeah. Let me find a huge name. From something to Houghton or from something to Stay City. Have you asked him? If you've not done that, point number three. Keys to understanding. What are the places that you need to pray for the will of God? Number three, concerning what to pray. You know, this part of concerning what to pray, it is not for the faint-hearted. It is not for the faint-hearted. Many of us are coming to God with, with our desire. God, I want Rolls Royce. God, I want this. God, I want that. God, I want this. God, I want that. But let me ask you one question. Have you ever taken out time? Check yourself. Check your prayers. Have you taken out time? One day and ask God, God, what do you want me to pray for? Have you? And as I'm saying it, your mind is like, Ish, yeah. Have you? I was once like you, it's okay, but we need to repent tonight. That by the time you're going to be doing your quiet time tomorrow morning, your prayer should change. Lord, what is your will concerning this very particular matter? Let me know. What is happening in Durban? How many of us are taking out on our prayer time and say, Lord, concerning Durban, what is your will? Because it can't be, you cannot be happy seeing people perishing. Your nature does not permit that. What is your will concerning that? Not you waking up in the morning and all you are thinking is, oh boy, my boss is not promoting me. How can you do this? Uh, this boss of mine, this, whatever you know that is your personal daily, what's called daily prayers. I'm concerning what to pray. One of the things I put here, I said the perfect will of God is important for believers when they want to pray. You cannot just pray about anything. You must be led by the Spirit of God. There are sometimes the Spirit of God will lead you to pray for your friends that your, your friend you've not seen from 1422. Well, I don't know why will you have a friend from 1422. I just like the number. And you're wondering, 1422, God, I've not heard of this person. In fact, I don't even have the number, but pray. How do I know? The Bible says that Job prayed for his friend, and God turned his captivity around. He thought that the prayer would be for him, but the Spirit lead him, pray for your friends. Those ones who insulted you. Those ones who say nothing can ever come out of your life. Those ones who says, is it not you, Job? I will see you. You will remember to the point that even the mosque rat, because you know people like saying church rat. In the church, there is holy communion, so the church is not poor. So the church is rich. There is holy communion, there is bread, there is this, there is, in fact, there is even cable, there is guitar, there is drum, there is a lot of things the rats can eat, so the church is not poor. I refuse. Even the mosque rat knows that you are very selfish in your prayers. Concerning what you pray. Romans chapter 8, 26 and 27. Let's look at it. Romans 8, 26 and 27. I hope somebody has been blessed. It says here, Romans 8, 26 and 27. I'm trying to look at my time. I still have about 20 minutes to kill this off. It says here, it says, Likewise, the Spirit help us in our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for, or how we should pray. He said, but the Spirit make an intercession for us with groanings which cannot be altered. He says, and he searched the heart, knoweth the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints, according to what? The will of God. So there are sometimes, well, let me, let me just help somebody burst your bubble on your tongues you speak. 
that as you are speaking in tongues, varato kafa. I know that you are speaking in tongues. In your mind, you are looking at the man that you want to marry that stays in something. And all God, that tongues you are saying is the fact that I'm repairing my character. Because why? That's the will of God for you at that moment too. His will for you at that moment is your character. If I give you that guy now to marry, in two days, you guys would go to court for divorce. And so he is repairing your character. As you are busy, Vranas, your tongue looks like those, those pope. It looks like the voice of the angels. But all it was doing is to solidify yourself in the dealings of God. Because why? You don't know how to pray. And so your tongues help you connect with the real cocoa, like we say it in our country, with the real cocoa of what the matter is. Because that's how the will of God operates. Concerning what to pray. He says, for we know not ought how we should pray. Many of us don't know. Sometimes your prayer point may be the place where God just wants you to take out one week and just stay in Durban or just stay with the president. Pray for him. But yet, as you're like, why would I pray for the president? Do I nominate him? I'm not an ANC fan. I'm a DA. ANC people should pray for him. And God is saying, okay, keep praying. And you're praying and nothing is happening. And you're wondering, what's going on? And God is saying, yes, since you want to do your will, sponsor it. And let me say this as I begin to go, as we continue along. If it takes whatever spirit to bring that thing to you, it will take that same spirit to maintain that thing. If it's not God who is sponsoring that will, don't call God to now maintain the will for you. No. You, you did your own will, so sponsor your thing. It has to come from the place of allowing the Holy Spirit to breathe on you. When I wake up in the morning, I want to pray. Honestly, this is me. After I give my praise and thanks, worship, because that's how I do it and stuff, I lambano in the spirit. And whatever the Lord leads in my... I have my prayer request there. Whatever the Lord leads in my spirit to pray at that very particular moment, I pray it until I exhaust it. And after then, if I say I still have enough time, I now go to my daily bread. God, give me this day my daily bread. I've taught you about that very particular scripture. And after then, I wrap up. And with that, and this is how I do it. When I pray, I have either my phone to write down. There is always an instruction that he gives. If the will of God would materialize in your life, it will come from the standpoint of an instruction for you to obey. Many of us want to operate in the will of God, but we don't want the, the, the instructions that sustain that will to become a reality. Point number four. What else again do we need to seek the will of God for? Concerning your trials and temptations. Concerning your trials and temptations. The perfect will of God is important when you are going through hard times and suffering. You need to understand, many of us have aborted process simply because the trials and temptation is too much. And we cut the process. He says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13. He says, but remember, I'm going to read from the King James Version. He says, there is no temptation taking you such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Have you checked his faithfulness concerning that very particular thing? God, what is what are you saying in this matter? This thing, God, I've done all my indices. At least in my little calculation, I'm still okay. Hafa. No talk. The living Bible will make it more interesting. First Corinthians 10 13. It says here. He said, But remember this: the wrong desires that come into your life aren't anything new and different. He says, many others have faced exactly the same problem that you are, you are facing. He says, and no temptation is irresistible. He says, you can trust God to keep the temptation from becoming strong that you cannot be able to stand against it. You must trust God to help you. 
Many of us are trusting self concerning trials and temptation. The boss wants to fire you and he says to you, sleep with me. And you decide to say, look in one night. One night, boom, you fall pregnant. One night, boom, you con contacted whatever sickness and diseases. One night, boom, all of a sudden, your husband that was about to knock your door decided to knock your next neighbor door. And your next neighbor is not even around, so he decided to go away. Then you have to start back from square one concerning your trials and temptation. First Peter chapter 4, verse 19. I'm reading from the Living Bible. First Peter 4, 19. It says, So, if you, are, if you are suffering according to the will of God, it says, keep on doing that, keep on doing what is right, and trust yourself to the God who made you, for he will never fail you. Let's look at it again, 1 Peter 4, 19. It says, so if you are suffering according to the will of God. So there are some certain suffering that is not God's suffering, that is not the will of God. For example, you decide to go on your own journey, and you get to that very particular community, and the thing is beginning to attack you. Like, no, I'm suffering for Christ. Did he send you there? So don't bring the one that he didn't bring. But if you know that you are suffering, Lord, this is your will. Lord, I am maritally said to this and this and this have not come to pass. You ask me to do this very particular job and all of a sudden the tenders and contracts are not happening. He says here, he says, keep on doing what is right. Trust yourself to God who made you. He says, and he will never fail you. It has to come from the standpoint of you doing what is right even in the presence of the trials and temptation. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Living Bible. 2 Corinthians 12, 7. Paul the Apostle was making us to understand on this very particular occasion here. He said, I will say this. Because this experience I had were so tremendous, God was afraid that I might puff off by then. So I was given physical condition, which had been a thorn in my flesh. A messenger from Satan to hurt and bother, I mean, bother me and to prick my pride. Now, let me clear some certain thing here. God tempts no man. Paul, the apostle here, was making us to understand that this very particular thing here, you can see why he was going through that temptation. He says, so that my pride and my stubbornness, my flesh may be down. And so based on that, Satan took advantage of it. It was not God. God has no pleasure in seeing his children suffer. I've heard people come to tell me, no, pastor, the reason why I'm going through this very particular thing is because God is punishing me with a sickness. Really? Then that God must be a very wicked God. Honestly. That which means I'm more good than that God. Because I don't think that I'm going to punish my wife or punish my children with sickness. I know that God is wicked. Uh, if that's the God you are serving, please decamp. Be like um, football. Just shift club. You are in the wrong God. Because God will never use sickness and diseases to punish his children. It is not his will. If you find such happening, the enemy has done that. Deal with it with the enemy and use your standpoint of where you are in Christ Jesus. Because I've seen a lot of people use this scripture. They say, no, you know, Paul says that this turns in my flesh is because of God allowed it. Do you know that after Paul cried, shout, and do all these things, the Bible says, and Paul went to meet God and God responded to him. This is Paul's own idea. When you read the next scripture, the Bible says, and God said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. When Paul captured the grace of God, that thorn in the flesh left. So, was it God then that causes that very particular problem? The answer is no. Please, let's try as much as possible for us not to ascribe problems to God that he did not create. He did not. It's not the will of God for you to be in sickness, for you to be, what's going to be attacked with diseases and stuff. Because if it's the will of God for you to be attacked with sickness and diseases, 
then he will leave you until he's ready for sickness to go. But he says, call unto me, all you that are labor and heavy laden, that I will give you rest. Then that provision would not would nullify what the sickness, because he brought the sickness. So how do you call on him to remove the sickness? Because he wants to punish you. Do you see that it doesn't make sense? God does not punish anybody with sickness and diseases. Point number five. The will of God concerning your marriage. I mean concerning your relationship. Concerning your relationship. You have to look for the will of God. The perfect will of God is important when you are committing your life to someone else. The kind of relationship you keep. The perfect will of God. There are some certain people, I'm, God, I'm honest, I know I'm on social media. There are some certain people that they are my friends in a distance. They, they distance, they stay there. I remember I was telling one of my friends, one of my apostles, I don't want to mention his name because we are all close circle. And I said to him, I said, see, you need to understand this. Just because this person is your friend doesn't necessarily he has to be my friend. Doesn't, they are your friend, they are not my friend. Like, can we just, because I, I don't run with friends because I know that the moment you partner with friends or you do business with friends and stuff, whatever spirit that sponsors them also rub off in you. So just because they are your friends, and please hear this, just because you belong to one societal group and stuff and everybody is chomi chomi and you only have one chomi in that very particular place, if the fault is not yours, you're not led for you to be friends with everybody, stay your lane. Otherwise, you'll carry a burden that will kill you. Stay your lane. Stay your lane. Stay your lane. How do I know? And when we're talking, I'm sorry, when we're talking about relationship and this, you must understand that this includes the relationship that you are currently in, your training, your partnership, your mentors, or whoever fathers you. Whoever fathers you. It is important to commit yourself to one another only according to the will of God. Many of us have gone into chomi that have choked us. We've gone into my friend that has now become friendly me. We've gone into society that has now wiped us out of things. Have, did you consider God's will? Is it his time for you? There are some certain elimination that is happening in my life now. Painful, but I love it. It's giving me more time to spend with God and more time to spend with my wife. Honestly speaking, I enjoyed it. I'm not bored. People who knows me around me, they know. If my wife is there and I have book, I'm okay. I, 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 <laughs> I'm just trying. It's my shift Thursday. I'm helping you. Second Corinthians chapter um, eight, one and five. Second Corinthians chapter eight, from verse one and five. I want to show you because many of us think that when it comes to a relationship, just because the guy, the guy will give you tender, or the guy will give you business, or the mentor seems to be very good. You know, and also let me say this. I think Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, I love you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Because he said something to me that is very important, and now he just remind me. There are many of you right now, just because you meet one spiritual father on YouTube, or you meet one mentor, just talk on social media, all of a sudden you have a covering. How? Have you tested the spirit of that person? One message, you have a father. Ha! Well, I don't know, maybe I think that thing, we Nigerians were very quick at that. South Africa, please, I beg you. There are many fathers, they don't have feathers for you to fly. So many fathers, they are far. They are far, they will take your destiny far from God. So just because of one message does not commit you into their hand. There are some of you, you are looking for fathers in abroad when there are fathers around you here. No, my father. See, let me say this. As lovely as Bishop T.D. Jakes. Lovely as Bishop David Oedepo. Lovely as Bishop, um, what's it called? I don't have access to them. They are my, what you call, for lack of a better word, they are God's general in our end time. Honor them with all due respect. But hear me, not my spiritual fathers. 
A father must be somebody that, let me even ask you, your, your biological father, don't you have access to him? How come some of you have father, my spiritual father is Bishop David Oedipo, my spiritual father is T.D. Jakes, and yet he has no clue whether you are, if I don't even know whether you breed, whether you're on planet Earth. Who deceived him? Who? When Paul was talking about father, he says you have many mentors, but I, your father, you can have many, those can be mentors, people you bump on social media, but only, do you know what father is? Ha. Okay, let me not go there. Maybe one day we'll talk about this fathering stuff. We'll talk about it. Second Corinthians chapter 8, 1 and 5. I'm reading from the NIV. It says, and now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know that the grace that God has given the Macedonian church, verse 5, it says, and they exceed our expectation, because he was talking about, Paul the apostle was talking about the Macedonian church. He says they exceed our expectation. They give themselves first all to the Lord. And by the will of God also to us. They give themselves who first? To God. And from God they were able to get the will. God should I submit to Darlington? Should I, some, should I become a friend to Kanisa? Should I hang around Umpo? Should I stay with this very particular person? Whatever. He said they give themselves to God first. Then. By the will of God. I like the Bible. It says also to us. There are many of you. You've gone into fathers that cannot give you no feathers to fly. And yet you are wondering why you are stuck at a particular level. You're wondering. You need to seek the will of God. Concerning your relationship. It's very important. Very important. It also says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14. It says, be not yoked together with unbeliever. It says, for what fellowship is righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion had light with darkness? But many of us will not hear this. No, but God, you know, and I love the guy now. Lord God, this is winter. God, don't worry, I'll change him. Yeah. Congratulations, no? How many changes have you changed him? You know, this is one thing I want to say to ladies. Please hear me. I'm a guy. I'm bringing 101 off. <laughs> I said to my wife the other day, I said, I think because we spent four years now, huh? four years in, in, in marriage. Uh, we've, uh, we've university, we've graduated now. We have PhD. Is it PhD? No, master, no master. BSc. Yeah, that's the name I'm looking for. We have it. 101 of this thing for marriage. Ladies, hear me. If you go meet a guy and you want the guy to be a Michael Jackson, he will be a Michael Jackson. He will do a moonwalk for you. You'll be shocked. There's one thing, guys are very good. We are very good at arranging ourselves to fit you very good but this is the problem we don't last long so we would we will ask you with wisdom you won't know how we'll phrase the question just to be able to act that role of michael jackson for you the moment we'll catch you boza the recall up in fact as we catch you on monday tuesday recall has come out straight so you need to trust the will of you know i will change the guy you know the guys even though the guy is tongue speaking not every brother in church is brotherly so also, not every sister in church is sisterly. I know the Bible says, give brother a brotherly hug or brotherly sisterly kiss. Whatever that scripture is even saying and co. Not everybody you must give a kiss. Huh? Are you not tired of kissing frogs? You need, it says, it, says, it says, what communion with light, with darkness. Seek the will of God concerning your relationship. Seek the will of God. Point number six. I have about three points to go. Point number six. Concerning your sexual life. Concerning your sexual life. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 2 to verse 4. 
First Thessalonians 4, 2 to verse 4. You know, sex has become, <laughs> when the Holy Spirit gave me this point to my mind, I'm like, ah, Father, this is a tough topic. Because why we live in a days where, because of popular culture, opinions of people, we don't then become, we don't then have the consciousness of purity. I think I remember I was speaking to a particular man of God and we were just talking. I said, see, just because you know that in the context of your marriage, you didn't get it right and all those very particular things, you made a mistake, that doesn't mean that you have to bend the Bible because the Bible must still remain our standard for what we preach. Literally our standard for what we preach. I may not be perfect in my work, but as long as the Bible says it's wrong, it is wrong. I'm not going to come here and begin to adjust popular culture or because it was legally accepted or because the popularism or the na never forget it. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 2 to 4. It says here, it says, For we know what commandment we gave you by the Lord Jesus. It says, For this is the will of God, that even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. Say it in my language. Abstain from fornication. It says that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Abstain from it. Abstain. It is the will of God for you to abstain from fornication. From fornication. My wife, I say fornication. <laughs> I think because I've prayed that too much. Fornication. Abstain. He says in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 4. He says marriage is honorable by all. He says and marriage bed kept undefiled. He says God will judge adulterers and sexual immoralities. Hey. Did you I saw this scripture? I say, God, you must give me your will. So that by the time I marry, my eye is, you know, I keep saying this and I'll still repeat it again. Every woman that comes around my place, if it's not Kanye Salmeza, you're a guy. <laughs> you're a guy. I pray, and funny enough, really, it happens in my head. You're a guy. Because I don't want this very particular part here where he says in Hebrews 4.13 that marriage should be honorable by all, bed kept pure. He said, for God will judge. I don't, if God judge, God is not, what's it called, Raymond Zondo, that you go and throw black, brown envelope. He ain't walking that way. Who will bribe him? I don't know what kind of judgment he's going to do. So because of that, I respect myself, my wife alone. Concerning your sexual life, fornication, he said, flee. Marriage, adultery, he said, don't go there. Now you go there, things are happening in your life. Now you are coming, God, you know how far now. You know I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yes. But that, my quips, will give back to that child. And your wife, hopefully, she will divorce you. If you marry my kind of wife, she'll divorce you. Straight. Because why? It's a deal breaker. She told you, if you marry this person, or you, I catch you, there is one Maquips that comes. Is it Maquips? No, you guys call him Maquapeni. I'm the one who showed you call him Maquips. One Maquips show up. Marriage is ended. Then you will come and say, no, I'm being tormented by standing. Who slap you? Stop that. Stop that. You know, the Bible says in the book of 2 Timothy concerning the word of God. It says the word of God, it's for reproof, for correction, and also in rebuke. And also it says training in righteousness. I know some of you, this thing is a very hardcore message. But hear me, if you want to get God's hand upon your life, it has to be his will or no will. If you want to be marvelously helped as this month is coming to a close so that you begin to experience help for the rest days of your life, boy, find his value. Find his system. Stop this, your own gragra you are doing. Aren't you tired? Stop it. Stop it. Point number seven. What else again do we need to seek God's face concerning? Concerning the growth. Concerning growth. Growth is expansion. Concerning capacity. 
John chapter 6, verse 39. Please bear with me. Just give me extra 10 minutes. I'll be done because I know as come decided to play with us. John chapter 6, verse 39. It says here, And this is the will of him who sent me. He says that I should not lose any of all that he has given me. But remember the statement, and this is the will of God who sent me, that I should not lose all that he has given me. He said, but I should give new life and raise them all unto the last day. So which means you have to seek God concerning the growth, which means in this very particular scripture, God is interested in the growth of, now this is a scripture that I stand with platform church. I've seen it concerning that the church is the will of God that I do not lose any member. That's why for me, I tell you people, you can't die. If you are in the will of God and your heart is sold out to platform, you have believed and received of the spirit that sponsors this commission. You take this pastor standing in front of you that this is the one God has sent. His messenger that he has sent to me. Okay, let me not dare you people because I know you guys have your faith of your pastor. Let me not dare you. But no matter the trailer that hits you, you can't die. You may have broken bone. In fact, you may jump from 20-story building. You have broken death. Never. I know the covenant I call upon. Because why? God concerning, he didn't say that death is my portion. Expansion and growth is what I see from the scripture. And that's what I hold ever for you. How do I know that growth is part of God's will? We know the story with Jabez. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles 4, verse 10. It says concerning Jabez that Jabez cries unto the Lord that the Lord should enlarge his territory, which means God should grow him. There are some of you where you are. It is the will of God for you to grow. It is the will of God for you to expand. It is the will of God. But hear me, as much as the will of God, ask him, Lord, which place do I need to go? It's very important. And Bible says concerning Jabez, and God granted all his request. Because why? It is his will for you to grow. So those of you whereby you are already jealous about your friends who they have 1,000 members in their church, boy, don't be jealous. It's the will of God for you also to grow. God is, I think I was saying to somebody, God is a God of numbers. How do I know? The Bible says that when Paul, I mean Peter, after what you call the encounter, the Holy Spirit, that same day, they preached and the Bible said 3,000 so gave their life to Christ one day. God would have said some people gave a number. He's a God of numbers. The same thing also concerning your finance. He's a God of numbers. He wants to see you that when you engage the will of God concerning your finance, you obey his ordinances and his principle, that everything that he says concerning your finance, you do that thing. Watch him take you from one rand to two rand, from two to five rand, or remove the vora for your sake. And it, probably if you get to a particular place where you have gotten to the plateau of that career, he then begins to, un, what's it called, to inconvenience you to start your own because you've gotten to the edge and he wants to bless you in the new stuff that is already given you. That's the God. Because guess what? You get to a particular point as you are doing that thing. Your mind weren't thinking about starting your own business. Because God knew that you've got it to the end of it. And so because you are a covenant practice, you operate on his will. What he wants concerning your finance, it gets to a point, he begins to make you think. Start your consulting firm. Start your media company. Start your franchise business. Start whatever and go. Because why? His part is to make sure and insist that your supply does not go down. Because why? He's a God that believes in growth. Point number eight concerning the work committed into your hand. What is the work? Remember the first point I'm talking about calling now, that is for those of us who are five-fold ministers. But concerning the work committed into your hand, what works has he committed into your hand? 
The thing that God has said to you, for some of you, maybe it's marketing, some of you is PR, some of you is finance, some of you is whatever, concerning the work that he has committed into your hand. How do I know? John chapter 4, verse 34 from the Amplified. He says here, Jesus said unto them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me. He says, and to accomplish and completely finish his work. God is interested. His will is for you to complete finish. But if you find yourself not finishing a particular project, you want to write a book. The book is not finishing now. It's about 16 years. You want to do this by particular finish. Ask yourself, is it the will of God concerning this matter of my life? Sometimes the book may not even be the first thing. That's the funny thing. I'm living at a space now currently. I don't want to say much of the story. I'm living at a space currently now whereby I thought that this very particular thing I want to do uh, although I thought that being in ministry, that these things that I want to do, the things are all, they've gone, they've, they've been flushed down the toilet. I made peace because you called me here, God, you pay my bills, you sustain me. But all of a sudden, as I align myself with the will of God, he's not bringing, I was telling my wife this month when we we're doing our, what's called our straw. And I said to her, there is this very particular thing, I don't want to mention the name, if I mentioned the name, many of you know it. And God just said to me, search for that very particular document. I almost wanted to call the name. My mind, I'm like, why? I'm like, okay. So I was searching on my phone and I couldn't find the document. I'm like, okay, but I know that it's in the storeroom and all those things. I'll go get it there and all those things. But that very particular name came back to my head and stuff. Literally, I did not say anything. My wife didn't witness. She's listening to me now. I did not say anything to my wife. Literally, all the talk we talked today was that very particular thing God sent in the morning to me. And guess what? I was not even praying about it. It was just me focusing on his will. Many of you, just because... You are doing this very particular thing and it's not working. You are not being able to finish it. Quite go back. Lord, it is the right time. If it's not the right time, let this door close. I remember there is one thing that my wife prayed when we are meeting together. As much as I don't like that prayer, thank God that I won. But she understands that the will of God is what stands. When she met me, I gave her all the English, showed her the future, showed her where we are going in my mental picture because I didn't have the money to show her. I, I used mouth. Men, if you don't have money, have mouth. Paint the future. You know, sometimes I get confused by some women, I mean, some men will be like, I don't know how like, to get women and stuff. I say, you don't have money. Say, have mouth. You cannot have money and not have mouth. Are you okay? Women, see, paint, women like pictures being painted. Paint a picture that you know. And as you are telling the woman we are going to Dubai, let her know how we will get to Dubai. Don't just say we are going to Dubai. Sharp women, ask the guy how. Your pastor says so. And when I was doing that, I was painting the picture for my wife. And when I was painting the picture of my wife, she knew all the things, including what we discussed today. And I was saying to her, okay, I think I need to do this, do this. I need to go back to CIPC, do this, this, and this, and this. She knows. Practical step concerning the work. I thought that that very particular thing is dead. But since last year, I remember very well, last year, June, in fact, it's almost a year now, last year, June, it's become impressive in my spirit concerning that thing. I keep praying about it. I told my wife, this is what I'm feeling. We keep praying about it. But now it's becoming vocal. That even men of God has confirmed it. And I now know that, oh boy, it's time to strike. The high on is hot now. Oh boy, strike. Concerning the works committed into your hand. Point number nine, my final point. As we begin to bring my thought to a close. What is the thing that you need to pray concerning? Concerning your personal ambition. There are some of us, we have ambitions that God did not call us for. See, just because, let me say this. I have my wife know. Should I say that part? Yes, I'll say it. It's okay. My wife know that I like singing. 
My ambition is to be a musician. But I know if I sing now, it's only frogs will buy my CD. My wife may be nice enough to just support me by, by buying and giving her friends for free. Because she knows her friend may not even play it, but just to support and she will just, just to enhance my, my crazy ambition. Now guess what? That's one side. Let me make you understand. I have another ambition. I want to be a politician. Polo, politician. Let me say it like we say it in South Africa. Politician. It's an ambition. I prayed about it. My light is not shining that part. I respect myself. Come back home. How do I know? John chapter 6 verse 38. It says, for I came down from heaven not to do my own will. So which means Jesus understands that he comes with his own ambition. He says, but of the one that sent me. My question to you as I begin to bring the thoughts to a close. What is the will of God concerning everything that you are currently operating or probably everything that you are not finding answer to? What is the will of God concerning that part? Have you taken out the time to be like Jesus, to open the pages of the scripture? Because time could not permit me for me to show you how to design the will of God. Maybe I'll start there on Sunday and go into the point we want to discuss. But how to design the will of God. One of the things on how to design the will of God is exposing yourself to the word of God. Jesus himself find his will. When he opened the Bible, when the prophet gave him the Bible, he says... He says, now this has been opened unto you that the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel. This is uncle. He said everything that was the will of God for him. But guess what? He was a carpenter's son. His ambition is to create couches for you to sit down. But the will of God is to die on that cross, on that wood that he was using. He was busy nailing wood for people to sit. But he had no clue that he's going to nail wood that they will use on the cross for him. What is the ambition God has given I mean the will God has given you. In just one minute, as we begin to bring my thought to a close, I just want you to begin to pray and say, Lord, I've listened to your word tonight. Concerning this matter, let your will be done. The Bible says concerning Jesus, that when he got to that very particular mount of Gethsemane, it was rough. The place of seeing himself going on the cross for people who do not like him, people who wanted to stone him and stuff, but he says, nevertheless, there are some of you tonight, I took time, Holy Spirit enforces me to bring this very particular and to expand on it so that it helps you. You need to go back and say, Lord, nevertheless, nevertheless, I know that God, I want to be a politician, but Lord, I can see that you want me to be a teacher, nevertheless. I know that, yes, I want to be a media mogul, but I can see I'm called to be a consultant, nevertheless. I know that I'm supposed to be a fashion designer, but now I can see that I'm supposed to be in the five-fold ministry. Nevertheless, open your mouth this morning and begin to pray and say, Lord, let your will be done. Because the will of God guarantees his security. It takes the will of God for you to be able to walk in the fullness of who God wants you to be. Open your mouth where you are right now and begin to push and say, Lord, let your will be done. Let your will be done. Let your will be done. The degree of your submitting to the will of God will determine the level of his manifestation upon your life. I'll repeat again. The degree of submitting to the will of God for your life determines the manifestation that you are going to experience. Somebody open your mouth where you are and say, Lord, I have heard your counsel tonight. Father, help me tonight. 
the degree of how much I submit. I know that I want to start my business, but at this moment, you want me to go and study. I know I want to get into that very particular political party, but at this moment, you want me to sit as a volunteer in all the parties. I know that you want Rakosh Finasata, Venezidaro Sanake Branazinano Shata, Evrinas Canino Shabatina, Ratoka Pedishkapa. Somebody open your mouth and begin to cry, Lord, nevertheless, let the will of God be done upon my life. Lord, I know there are some of you tonight, you know that you are in the wrong place you are not supposed to be. Lord, I call for mercy tonight. Let mercy route me back to your will. Let the mercy of God, because the mercy of God can carry the door that you missed at this place and bring it back here so that you go in line with the will. Lord, Paratoshata, I press the GPS of the Spirit. I navigate from where I have lost. I'm coming back to your will. I'm coming back to your path. I'm coming back to your road. I'm coming back to your line. Lord, I'm tired of doing my own. I have paid my journey to for it is time for me to trust you. I know that I may not understand where the road is going, but I trust you, Lord. I place my trust and my confidence in this kingdom. It is what the king's determines that matters. Javrena hota, avrekatojena kruvade shalata, evrenejena koratea roshata, evinazinaha, evinazinata, rianoshkapa, revina koshavinatiara. The degree to which your life is found in the will of God is that degree to which God will reveal himself to you. The degree to which your life is found in the will of God is that degree to which God is going to reveal himself to you. You cannot be working in MTN. I want to receive a salary at Telcom. It does not work that way. You cannot be doing your own will. I want to be able to be a big boy in that place. It does not work that way. Lord, I come back to your will. I come back to your will. I repent of my disobedience. I repent of my own ways. I repent of my thinking. Ravenna Shatan. Viano Shalavina Kafradosha. Havina Shalaki Rinosa Navina Hatia. Havi Kafusha. Ravinata Zenas. Vrinakos Palada Sena. While you are praying tonight, I don't know who you are, but I want you to open your mouth and say, Lord, concerning this matter that is on the table. There are some of you, you have a case now that you don't even know what will happen. You are so afraid of going out because you know too well that this matter carries the possibility of killing you or you may lose out. I want you to open your mouth and say, Father, let your will be done. Let your will be done as you open that, as you pray that prayer. I want you to go and rest because God will turn it for your favor. I come from the prophetic office. I sit tonight that as you tell God concerning that matter, I stand tonight agreeing with your request that it will turn for your favor. 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 In the name of Jesus. While you are praying that very particular prayer for those of you who are praying, I cannot end this very particular service without giving somebody a chance for them to know Jesus. Let me say this tonight, that all this service, it is the will of God that all come to repentance. Not some, all come to repentance. If you know tonight that you don't know Jesus as a Lord and personal Savior, his will for your life, number one, first, is for you to give your life to him. It's for you to accept of the sacrifice that he has done for you. 
And for those of you who are away from the will of God, like the prodigal son, it is time to come back home. The father can only cover you where he knows that his will has. The father can only cover you where he can see you. But if you have gone out of his will, he will not be able to cover you. If you know you fall on these two categories, I want to lead you to Christ. My job will not be over tonight as the time is fast spent. I cannot close the service without giving you a chance for you to know Jesus. He's the one that has navigated my life. Sometimes when I hear people talk about some certain testimony about me from me, I'm like, ah, God, is that how much you love me? Because why? When his will for me come to pass, it even makes those who do not want to accommodate me, they have no choice than to just agree to accept me. Because why? When I was nominated for this, there was no election paper. There was no ballot box to do. Mercy choose me. I want to recommend that same Jesus to you tonight. And as I'm saying this, if you know you are one of them, I want you to make this confession. You want to give your life to Christ for the first time? Or for you, you say, I'm coming back home. I want to stay on the will of God. Say this after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight. As my Lord and my Savior, I believe you died for me on the cross of Calvary. And I know that you were raised from the dead on the third day. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are Lord over my life. Save me from my sins and deliver me from the shackles of death. Thank you for your saving power. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And you all say, Amen. Heavenly Father, I pray for these ones tonight. I ask that as they've given their life to Christ, let the benefit of the first timer let it rob their life in the name of Jesus. I ask that all the possibilities that guarantees in heaven for them to be according to your will in repentance. Holy Spirit, begin to make manifest in the name of Jesus. For every one of you tonight, I pray for you. That as you enter into the will of God concerning that matter that you are expecting manifestation. Concerning that matter, you are expecting marvelous helper. I stand in my prophetic office and I declare, receive your answers in the name of Jesus. I pray for you tonight that every help that you need that will settle you this month, receive the help right now in the name of Jesus. I declare that by this time next week, you will be sharing the testimony. By this time next week, your story would have changed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because I know that this is done. We return all the glory to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And God's people say, That's all we have for today. But be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, Family of Rest.